Welcome to another episode of Frontline Medic Podcast, partnership with Ask Nicely. In this episode, we are talking to Anna Egan, who is the Customer Experience and Business Development Manager for A1 Air Conditioning and Heating. She has a big passion for coaching and empowering frontline teams. And since 1967, A1 has helped more than 60,000 customers delivering services in their home. So tag along as we uncover the secrets of what it takes to deliver a great customer experience at the frontline. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Anna. I'm really pleased to talk to you. So welcome. I just want to say thank you so much. So on a daily basis, what does your work involve? Lots right now. <laughs> As we are a seasonal company and it is winter here in, in Canada, which I'm thinking perhaps it might be springtime where you are. It Maybe? is, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. When that first frost starts, we get a lot of clients calling us to either buy a new furnace, to get their equipment maintained. So I actually lead the small I call them small but mighty group of women (laughs) and we essentially take care of incoming calls we take care of booking appointments for our clients we take care of answering their questions and if they have any concerns about their bill or their accounts it's mostly like a contact center but it's all packed into one where a client wouldn't have to call multiple places and get transferred to multiple places everybody's hybrid and everybody can pretty much help you (laughs) (laughs) And what do you think that means for, from a customer point of view, in terms of the whole experience? The the way that we structured our customer experience center is we want the experience to be consistent and to be streamlined. So from the moment you call us, we actually don't have an IVR system. I don't know if you, you have IVR systems where you guys are, but it's essentially here. It's very popular, especially for much larger companies, because It's difficult to handle the amount of call volume, I guess, that would be coming in depending on the size of of the company. And because we're medium size, we're able to have a receptionist that would greet you, ask you what you're looking for and route you to the next person right away. So it's much faster. You get to the person that you need within a matter of a minute or two. I think our longest wait time would probably be about three minutes because we just, we feel that it's not fair for somebody to wait for service, that we should be there for them right away. Yeah. And what is that promise that you give to your customers in terms of service? First of all, we have to be totally delightful. (laughs) It actually says that on our website. (laughs) Not that we have to. I think that we are naturally delightful because we have this atmosphere where everybody cares a lot about our clients and each other. So it just naturally comes. But I think in our industry, especially because it's about comfort, it's about warmth, it's about getting that cold air at summertime fast is one of the things that they look for. So we like, let's just say, for example, they email us our response time is actually within two hours. If there are any issues where, because we're never perfect, there might be an emergency or maybe we came and something didn't work properly. We try to be a little bit faster than that. So we have somebody constantly monitoring our client response to make sure that if there's an issue, we respond to it right away and we get somebody out there as soon as possible. So I guess you would say fast, efficient, but more so like when they call us friendly and family oriented. Yeah. Tell me about a customer experience or it could be an employment experience that really made you proud. 
Ooh, okay. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> there was one how there there might be some places who are very driven to sell, but we're more so here to help. So a good example would be we had a client once that called in and she says, I'm not quite sure if this is something that you do. We have a pet chinchilla. And the chinchilla went inside her vent and we don't know what to do. <laughs> it's not a part of our services because obviously we help with <laughs> if you need a new furnace or if you need a new air conditioner. But we do know a thing or two about venting, maybe not chinchillas, but venting. We told her, we said, listen, we can't really send out a technician out there. We're not really part of pest control, but perhaps we can give you a tip and maybe put a little bit of food by the venting area and see if the chinchilla perhaps would come out. And a day... Maybe within that same day, she sent us back a photograph and says, hey, the chinchilla came out. Thank you so much. <laughs> she didn't have any services with us. She's not really a client, but it's just those things make us happy because we're like, okay, maybe not a part of our service and it's not something that we're selling, but we're still helping. Yeah. And how do you foster a culture like that where people, you know, not instantly saying, no, this is, you called the wrong number. Like, how do you actually foster a culture where people are willing to help? I think it comes from within, I think with everything else that we do. And perhaps I would say that it starts off with our owner, just because he's very much like that with us. He's very helpful. He's actually a, a person that we had a client that shared that they have a medical issue. And usually clients would come to us to have their filter uh, purchased. And he would say, who is that? Where do they live? He would go to the back, get the filter, go in his car and drop it off at our house. Like little small Things like that, where as leaders, I think it's important that we lead by example. And when we see that and we know how much he cares, imparts that same characteristic with us. That is what's important. And even though I know in, in business, our goal is to also make revenue, because obviously we want to make revenue to keep our people and to keep going. But I think small acts of kindness spread throughout, not just to our customers, but to our internal team members as well. That's what helped them have that consistency all around. Yeah. Um, and in what this- way, what way, sorry, what way do you um, acknowledge those kind of things? Do you have a way to show appreciation? The things that we love helping at the beginning, when I first started, we love helping. We love doing this little acts of kindness, but we didn't really have an avenue back then to share them, share the stories with each other. You maybe hear it in passing or we congratulate each other in person. So we started what we call like the weekly update. So this is like a news thing where this week at A1 Air Conditioning and Heating, and we would have different segments such as weather, health and safety, things to look out for to help you mentally. But there's also a a place for a kudos corner. And these are little bits and pieces of accolades coming from all sorts of different clients everywhere by phone, by email, letting us know how much they appreciate the staff and the... um, technicians that we have and we post it all there even handwritten letters I don't know if you had the opportunity to come to our website but I I, and I've worked at different corporations before but a lot of our customers would write us paragraphs of their experiences in detail some of them paint us cards some of them bring us jam make us cake like they're our customers are amazing (laughs) (laughs) so yeah sounds like they're taking very good care of you as, as the kind of provider and it looks like you're doing similar things to them is there anything that you have in terms of like guidelines for your for your staff when it comes to customer care that they know this is what I can do we actually have this 
keep it simple. We have something called the three-legged stool. I don't know if you've heard of that before or perhaps something similar. And we always say that if we take care of our team members, may it be us as leaders to our team or each other, they will take care of our clients and the clients would be so happy that hopefully they will refer us to their friends and family. But to answer your question, they have the empowerment to be able to do what's necessary within their means. And if they feel that it's outside, we actually have a centralized communication center where everybody would just chat with each other and be like, hey, this is what's happened. What have you done in the past? What are some of the experiences that you've had? Can you share them? And it could be the leaders that are answering them or their peers. And then they come up with a solution to provide the customer. And that's how we would normally give them that empowerment, hybrid and knowledge exchange. When it comes to you know, delivering a brand uh, consistently and doing it at a scale, what do you think is the secret to do? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think the secret would be optimism. It's consistency and optimism. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like being in a relationship where not not forgetting the little things count and that's what makes up the big things. And if you do it consistently time and time again, that's what creates that consistent experience for everybody across the board. How do you coach your staff so that they get regular feedback and know when they're doing a good job and when they need to improve? Do you have some examples of where you have coached one of your staff to Actually, I did one today. I call it the ad hoc coaching. <laughs> I have two types. So I have, I have, it used to be bi-weekly when I was newer because I was getting to know them. But when I got to know them and we started tightening up the process and they understand the expectation, it became uh, monthly. So once a month, I would meet with them for one hour. I try my best to follow the 80-20 rules. So I will ask questions. I speak 20% of the time because technically it's it's their floor where we talk about a little bit of their personal life if they wish to share it. We talk about their career, we talk about their aspirations, we talk about their performance as a whole. There's that part. But then I had this thing called the ad hoc coaching. And I think it's important because you get to nip things in the bud and in a very quick way. So what I would do once a week is I would take 15 minutes and I would take uh, one team member and I say, you have 15 minutes, tell me about your issues. What can I help you with right now to make your life easier? And they would say this process and that process and I need this follow-up. Okay, done. I would work on that, go to the next one. Hey, what do you have? How are you? What's going on? What are you hearing from the customer? And I think it gives us that ear to the ground and also that support system that they need to make sure that they're feeling like they have that support system that they need to succeed in their role. And so those are the two type coaching mechanisms that we have. What is the, the role of feedback in your organization when okay. it comes to delivering you know, a great experience and how do you capture feedback? It's very important. I think that feedback is what helps us to grow and how we capture that is making sure that we log them somewhere. But it all depends on the type of setting. So if it's a leadership meeting where we're hearing from different departments what their feedback would be, we would write it down, we would action it, we would come back and take a look to see how we're doing. Does anyone have a handbook or something similar that has been developed to give a better customer experience. It's a two-piece process, and this is what we always tell our team. It's not just about saying, I'm sorry. It's about really recognize what it is that they're concerned about, calling it out, and resolving that matter. 
or perhaps educating the client. So then in the future, it's something that they can do on their own. That's a three-piece part. And then at the end of it, just making sure that they're happy with everything. Yeah, delivering on the promise. Always, yes. Yeah. So if a company wants to create a better experience, what do you think is one simple thing that they can do from today that will create a long-term difference? It could be as simple as personalized gesture, like sending thank you cards to your client after they've done business with you. It could be that client who's been with you for 40 years, 40 years. We have clients that's been with us from the beginning of time, like 1967. And they share with you that their husband, who's a love of their life, that's usually taking care of the furnace, has passed away. And you send them a sympathy card because they're not just a person or a number. They're a part of your family. And I know I'm speaking from a perspective of a mid-sized company, but I think that is the magic of A1, that we're not looking to be this big, massive corporation. We're medium-sized where we can still keep our employees happy and keep the front line, not front line, but the clients happy because we're able to do these small tokens of gestures. Yeah. For our and what do you think is something that the, a big corporate can learn from a smaller business like A1 when it comes to those kind of things? I think a lot of the feedback that I get from our clients, especially for those who's been with us before or coming on board and they're experiencing us for the first time, it's as simple as having somebody pleasant on the phone that maybe sound like they love their job. Yeah. <laughs> who's very much engaged. And it takes a lot to create an engaged culture because it has to be something that's genuine, sort of like being in a long-term relationship. Another would be making sure that the experience from your for your client is easy is seamless so they're not trying to pull teeth when they're calling for help i've made a phone call from a phone company of mine and all i needed to know was my customer number all i wanted to know was my customer number and i think i must have spoken to three people until they finally figured out how to give it to me but for us we create a hybrid type of team members where we cross-train them on everything. So then that way it's a one-stop shop. If somebody needed something, everybody just knows how to help. Yeah. So I think that's really important. I think for bigger companies, they've gotten so busy in, in separating all these different departments because they've grown, but they're forgetting that when the customer calls in, it makes it really difficult for them to get what they need because there is a disconnect. So yeah. Yeah. And how... When you're talking about this connection, you know, between the, the back office and the front line, what do you think uh, a business can do to bridge that gap between the front line and the back? Communication, lots of communication. I'm talking about town halls. I'm talking about consistent connection with the team. If there is an avenue that you can use like WhatsApp, Ring Central. We're using Ring Central right now to communicate with each other, just to stay connected with the groups that impact each other's jobs. So for us as frontline and the contact center, it's important that we stay connected with the technician on the road. So then that way we can hear what they're experiencing and we can adjust what we need to do with the office. But yes, connection and communication is so important when it comes to providing that good service. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So my last question is, do you have a quote that you live? Yes, I do. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. That's a good one. I think it's so relevant <laughs> right now, especially in the time that we're in. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Frontline Medic Podcast with your host, Suzanne Axelsson. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at Suzanne at frontlinemedic.org with any feedback or thoughts that you would like to share on this episode. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Nicely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Frontline Magic provides you with the tools, insights, and inspirational stories you need to deliver an awesome customer experience. Sign up for free and learn more on frontlinemagic.org. And thanks for making Frontline work awesome.